Hi, I'm Kaylee. And I'm Taylee. And this is With Much Love. We've been a part of over 500 events and weddings and have seen some crazy things. Join us weekly to expose the truth of what it's really like working in the wedding and event industry. We will discuss the current trends, interview wedding professionals, and share some of our craziest stories. We can't wait to share the honest, unsugar-coated version of what really happens behind the scenes. Welcome to With Much Love. This is Kaylee. And this is Taylee. We're starting this episode over for the 1,000th time. Um, we say that we have a ghost here at the Eden. It's the old owner, Carolyn, and she hates Taylee. And um, I think she loves me, though. I think here's the thing. She only appears when we talk about her. I she does. swear. She does. Yeah. There's things that happen like when we're discussing her, like a door will open or like Literally. we will hear crashing sounds in the kitchen or like footsteps and like weird things. Um, I think she's a very nice old lady. She's I, Yeah. I think she's nice too. I think that she just doesn't like me. So <laughs> yeah, we spoke a little last week about the slushy machine. It's I probably because still... you talk shit about her all the time. I literally You're don't. Like, Carolyn, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Because she messes with stuff and I know that yeah. it's her. Yeah. yeah. I know because when stuff happens and it's like unexplainable. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, it's Carolyn. Oh, your mic shut off. See, now, okay, well, your mic is back on. Um, but, yeah, so we're sitting here talking, and her mic just keeps shutting off. So we're going to get through this episode. I might just have to turn your mic back on. She said nope. <laughs> so, um, yes, mine turned off. Okay, sorry. We're, I lost track. So we were talking about the initial steps to the wedding planning process and what you need to do in order to get that ball rolling mm-hmm. and, um, you know, to give some insight on, you know, the process and where you really get started because it can be a daunting task. There's a lot of steps into wedding planning. Um, but, Taylee, even though I know your answer, <laughs> what do you think is the first kind of step yes. to planning? Um, I think that the first step you should take is definitely um, looking at all of your options, um, doing your research on them. Um, some vendors are transparent on their pricing and some aren't. Mm-hmm. So it may be a extended um, search. Yeah, I was like, what's yeah. the word I'm looking yeah. for? Yeah, it's going to take you a while to kind of figure it out. Because then you You're have to have contact, to yeah, you have to contact people and figure out their prices, figure out when, some people don't even have their availability, yeah. like accessible for yeah. potential clients, which yeah. I can understand, but at the same time, I feel like you should put out the days that you're booked, not necessarily your availability. Yeah. yeah. Yep. If that makes any sense. Especially mm-hmm. like vendors is or uh venue is different. But yeah. like photographer, videographer, DJ, stuff like that, you don't want to put out there that you're gonna work all these days and yeah. then, oh, actually yeah. I wanted to take that week off and yeah, you exactly. Know. So yeah. um yeah, and I think that, you know, that goes hand in hand too with if you are wanting more of an elopement, a big wedding or a destination wedding too. So yeah. um I said that we should start at like budget. Which I is think, smart. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It, it, 
but that kind of goes hand in hand with the research process. Like you don't really know how much a venue is or you don't really know how much a photographer is in your area until you do a little bit of research. Yeah. Um, so I can agree that you can either, you know, if you already kind of know where to start um, based on how much your professionals charge in your area, then all power to you start that budget process. But if you don't do a little bit of research, I wouldn't go on tours yet. Yeah. I would call and I would get the information though. So you can right. properly build a, a budget. Um, see, my answers change every single time. I feel like, though, you know, you, I, unless you're in the industry, you do not know how much a wedding costs. Oh, no, you don't. Like, I feel like no. a lot of people come in here and are like, oh, well, I was only expecting to pay $10,000 for everything for my yeah. wedding. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, you can do that. But that would have been fine in 2005. You're also going to have to have a smaller head count. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get the, it's usually the weddings that have like 300, 400 people. They're like, yeah, I wanted to spend 10 grand. And I'm like, you have 300 people to feed. Yeah. And and a lot of <laughs> yeah. your numbers are on headcount. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, that's the number one factor of your budget. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you need to set a budget first mm-hmm. and go with that budget and then do your research. Um, the, the budget process can really also lean into if you need to, if you can afford a large reception and a large, you know, big, huge wedding mm-hmm. or if you want to do an elopement. And I I personally think that destination weddings and, you know, reception ceremony combination, the big weddings, they kind of are about the same because you've got the flight and the travel, you've got all that kind of stuff incorporated into it. Now, um I also think that the budget can play heavily into the type of venue that you choose. So I think after you set your budget and you do some research, the next step is a venue because um, I mentioned this several times <laughs> today, but the uh, I think that the online timelines that like the Knot or Wedding Wire or whatever site Zolo um it's they're not accurate they're going to tell you to find a wedding venue a year out which we book 18 months out and that's pretty much you know the standard yeah, nowadays say that's common yeah so then that way you're not going to be surprised and like stuck trying to find a venue start yeah. 18 months out um but you know that you need to find that venue and the venues can really vary. You've got the cheaper venues that are more like a community center or like the standard reception hall. And they're a little bit less expensive, but they also come with less accommodations or, you know, you have to sacrifice some things that their building might not be the prettiest or, um, you know, they might have drop down tiles on the ceiling. You know, it's, there's so many different things that, um, you'll have to sacrifice based on your budget. And then there's like your mid range venues that really, um, kind of sit in the middle of that. I think we fall right in the middle of that. We are an old building and we were a reception hall, but we renovated. So, we don't charge what like the new shiny venues are going to charge, which they're higher up. And they're, like I said, they're new and shiny. So all of the, all of the people that are going there usually have higher budgets um, and they can afford a venue that's, you know, seven to $10,000 for a day, which crazy. I know Taylor's like, oh my goodness. But yeah, I mean, that's the real reality of planning a wedding and trying to figure out your budget and what you can afford. Yeah, it's been a long. We've been doing this for two hours, just yeah, trying to figure, just it, trying to get through it. Like, um, struggle bussin'. Yeah, it, there's a lot of work that, like, 
obviously our podcast isn't going to be perfect starting out at all. There's so many different things that go into this podcast that I'm trying to um, really learn. I'm, I'm yeah. glad that like I'm a self-starter and like I'll just I figure it out. I would have a long time ago. Yeah. I would have been like, hard. no, thank you. This no, is really you. hard and I'm not good with technology, but I'm learning it. So um, yeah, we're just trying to figure out this podcast thing and um, get out of our funk. I did tell Taylee that today... I was oh like, gosh. I could feel my antidepressants kicking in. <laughs> She's like, what? I was like, yeah, I walked out of the gas station and I was like, what a glorious morning. Makes me sick. And, <laughs> and these guys were outside and they were like, they looked at me like, what the heck is up with this woman? And I'm like, yeah, you know, just that straight up dopamine to my brain. So like literally, <laughs> literally could have been a text. <laughs> could have been a text. Okay. Um, So. Yeah, I mean, this whole podcast world is, um, you know, very intimidating, but I think we're coming at it with, you know, good attitudes. Yeah, we'll get there. So if you're listening, thank you. We love you. Yes, and we will get this audio figured out at some point, but uh, Carolyn really needs to quit her shit. I'm really over her today, and um, I have work I need to get done today as well. So um, anyways, yeah, let's start off the planning process let's start that off with your budget Mm -hmm. let's start that off with research of the industry and what things cost around you because location can really vary um location is a big deal like california versus um new york versus you know florida versus midwestern indiana like Indiana is probably one of the lowest costs of living, which means that our weddings are probably, I think our average wedding is like $25,000 is what the average wedding around here costs. Well, like for everything, right? Yeah, like for everything. everything. Yeah. Not a venue. But yeah, that seems pretty normal. I would say California, you're looking at 70000 Oh, easily. 80000 Easily. And they all have planners because the thing is, is that they put so much money into the wedding that they want to have a professional plan at all because that's a lot of money to put into a yeah. wedding. Um, we did talk about like engagement parties and like that being Oh, yeah. We were step. talking about the next step after... Um, you pick a venue and Kaylee said engagement party. And I said, what is that? Yeah. And it's, <laughs> you know, I think that it's not normal around here to have an engagement party. Um, in the Midwest, it's not very, um, but usually like we just don't have, we don't have engagement parties. I yeah. think that's more of a thing for California and New York and like anyone who's really, you know, doing once it more socially, you know, to celebrate their engagement. Right. But here, I think it's pretty standard to just get engaged, post it on Facebook, and then <laughs> and then call it a day. Um, and then you start the wedding planning process. So um, I do want to mention also, when you're doing your budget, um, it's a good time to have those awkward conversations and get those out of the way initially because we don't think about it with your family with your family yes um (laughs) so a lot of people don't think that you know think about their family contributing and they just expect it yeah um or they just 
don't think that their family's going to contribute at all. And then they go on planning for it. And their family at the end is like, well, I would have paid for that. Right. Um, so it's nice to have that conversation and be transparent right up front when you're planning your budget. And then that way you can go into it and have a, uh, an accurate way of allocating that budget and where you want to spend your money. And if your parents are going to give you five grand for the wedding, mm-hmm. that helps you. That's going to pay for your venue or pay for the photographer you want. Um, yeah. I thought, oh my God, I thought that oh, was Oh, no, that was my leg. I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> What the hell was that? I should have warned you. <laughs> so any sound, we're like super jumpy now. We're like, wait a minute. Yeah. So, um, you know, the the whole budget process is such a huge, huge part of the initial step. But um, like I said, do do your research too. Um, you know, I think like venues around here, we're one of the few that publish our pricing online. Yeah. Like super transparent. It's out there. You can find how much we charge, what services we have, and we don't have hidden fees. Yeah. Well, Kaylee and I talked about this in a previous recording of this attempt to do this. <laughs> yes. Um, was that, you know, putting your information out there, whether you're a venue, a photographer, whatever you are, is you may be like, oh, well, I'm not going to get as many potential clients, but mm-hmm. in the big picture it really weeds out your clientele because if you put you know that you charge fifteen hundred dollars a day and someone's budget is eight hundred well they're gonna know that you're not an option you know and and that's putting not putting you in an uncomfortable position and not putting them in an uncomfortable position because they're gonna find it harder to you know tell you hey I actually can't afford this and then Mm -hmm. you're gonna find it harder to tell them that you can't do their wedding because you know sometimes we don't want to push away people yeah yeah there's definitely been some people that were like man this is a professional yeah too like I don't think this is this podcast isn't just made for couples it's also for wedding professionals too. put your prices out there because the couples who are you know are searching you're going to end up spending an hour and a half of your time to go ahead and give a tour Mm -hmm. or to put out a proposal and a quote to really talk about all the details to then find out that you know it's not an option for them and that they they can't fit your service into their budget and so they just walk away and you just wasted your time yeah um I don't know why it's so taboo that people can't put out their pricing I just, I don't understand why that's an issue. I know I've went to several conferences that are like, yeah, we don't put our pricing out there because we want people to really know and understand what our services are and the value of their money and what's going into it. And I'm like, but you can't affect, you can't change how much money they have. So that doesn't matter. Like if you're going to say, yeah, we charge $5,000 for this venue and this is all you get and you get this amazing service. It doesn't matter in the end because that person still does not have that money. Right. So um, you're just wasting your time. So anyways, and on the couple (laughs) side too, if you're a couple getting married and you're doing your research, don't be afraid to ask for their pricing before your meeting Mm -hmm. because- essentially you're going to waste your time too. And you're going to be kind of upset, you know, if it ends up being something that you really, really want and you just can't afford it. Like I know (laughs) me, um, I have to have everything that I want. And if I can't afford it, I get really, really sad. Yeah. Yeah. And so depression. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. So just like not even putting yourself in that situation to, 
you know, be uncomfortable and be like, oh, I just can't afford this. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, that's like, you don't want that sticker shock too. Yeah. And then you're going to totally doubt the wedding planning process in general. Yeah. So, um, we also, mm-hmm. you know, we put our availability out there, um, as a venue, it's really important that we do our availability cause we can only do one wedding a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we also don't like to get a lot of, inquiries for dates that we don't have available if they're not flexible if they're flexible that's a different story but we send that to them immediately um, when they send in a contact form they get yeah. our pricing they get our calendar and they get a link to schedule a tour um, but we try to we try to make that super simple for them mm-hmm. and and the process but it's really going to start with you know, trying to determine your budget and figuring out what venues are going to work for you yeah and then securing that Um, and securing that, you know, no less than 18 months. Well, I would say you can do in 18 months to a year and we do have weddings that are less than that. But the thing is, is they're usually picking an off season date or they're picking a Friday, um, or a Sunday, or they're picking a date that we had a cancellation for Mm -hmm. and discounted. You got to get lucky. Like you're just playing with luck at that point to tight try to get a Saturday. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening and you're looking for a Saturday in 2023, we have a couple open in what, June? Yeah. We have one June open in June. July. Yep. We have two. So <clears throat> we had some cancellations that came in and, you know, we're looking to fill those and we discount those because those people lost their deposit. And so what we do is we take that and we apply it to try to get another couple to rebook it so we're not making money I think that's a lot of things too people think that venues make money off of cancellations we don't make money off cancellations if anything we lose money yeah um because if a person has already paid their deposit they're losing um their 500 to a thousand dollars but we also lost just the whole opportunity to do a a wedding and you know we spent a lot of time into booking those people so Mm -hmm. um Oh, I do. I think this is a good idea too. Like when you start the initial wedding planning process, um, for your budget, if you don't have the budget immediately, let's say that you don't have six or seven grand just laying around to start putting your deposits down, you can open a low interest card or a low interest wedding loan. There are such things out there. I don't know anything about that. Don't yeah. ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but there, there's those things out there that um, get you started, but it is a loan. It is a credit card. You still have to pay it back. Right. Uh, but they're specific for the wedding planning process. And um, it gets you started. I wouldn't say that's a good way to go about it because um, if you think about it, like if it can cost as much as a car, uh, a cheap car nowadays, yeah. um, but it can cost as much as a car. And you think of that car payment every month, mm-hmm. you're still going to have to pay it back. So. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to, you know, if you have someone helping you pay for your wedding, Mm -hmm. that can also be a huge part of your budget. Um, You know, and Kaylee said, asking the awkward question of like, hey, are you guys going to help me? Can you help me? Can you not? You know, just trying to decide what you have to spend your money on and what is worth it to you. Yeah. Um, And we're kind of getting out of that generation of people who have saved for their kids' weddings. Yeah. Yeah. because that was a thing, you know, generations ago that yep. you would save for your kid's wedding or kid's college, whatever, yeah. or maybe both. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But it's, I feel like it's more common now that we get weddings coming in. Like, it's just them paying for it. Yeah. So, yep. 
you know, if you're spending your hard-earned money. Yeah. Then you really have to budget and see. And do your research. Yep. And see what is the best deal. What is worth it. What is. Because there are some places and some services and some things that are just not worth your money. To be honest. Like they're they're really. I think that service is probably one of the most important things to spend your money on. Mm -hmm. It is. It's not necessarily looks but knowing that those amenities that they provide are going to save you stress right. and going to save you time. Yeah. So really paying attention to what service and amenities you're paying for. Yeah. And um, because there's some places where you're literally just getting a building. Yep. Access That's to the it. building. You're not getting anyone. Anything else. There. Yep. Nothing. nothing else. And then you've got the stress on your shoulders of trying to find all the rentals mm-hmm. and trying to figure out, you know, who's going to clean up plates at the end of the wedding. You yep. know, there's things like that. So service is a great thing to pay for um yeah and and to take into account when you're planning your budget Mm -hmm. so yeah um yeah I mean do I want I think I need to share reshare the story of Charlie oh was that in this episode yeah yeah I think so every episode I want to or Taylor can I mean I think you need to like share some fun stories you've been here enough to like have a couple stories I I don't know if I really have that many I mean you have the slushy machine that's a story I shared that last week I know um (laughs) but I want to share a story um about Charlie so Charlie if you're listening I am so sorry but I am going to air out your dirty laundry (laughs) so um we had a local wedding probably a couple years ago and we had a venue made manager at the time. Um, her name's Kelsey. We love Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Um, and she was working the wedding and texted me and was like, Hey, there's a dude outside that's shirtless laying in the parking lot. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. Um, so just a background on this wedding, it was a local wedding. They tend to be ones that are like more heavily on the alcohol side. Um, and also heavily on the outside alcohol. So they're bringing that in and that's not, um, allowed and not legal to be honest. Um, but you know, we do our best to try to control the situation, but there's some people that just kind of sneak by. So um, she's like, yeah, there's this guy laying out in the parking lot. He's shirtless. And um, he, she went out and was like kicking him with her foot, not hard, but like tapping him. Kicking with- him with her foot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so um, yeah, but he, she was out there like just tapping him with his, with her foot and his eyes like popped wide open. She was like, oh my God, are you okay? And he was like slurring his words. He wasn't talking like he was just incoherent. And so she's like, I'm going to go call the cops. So she calls the cops and, um, at maybe throughout the night, I think she might've heard that his name was Charlie. So she's telling the cops, like, there's this guy in our parking lot. He's not doing so well. We want to make sure he gets home safe. And so the cops come in and as soon as the cops pull in the parking lot, he gets up and and like sprints across across the parking lot, runs through our 16-acre field, and just is out, like disappeared. Disappeared. We couldn't find him. Well, not I say we, like I was there. I was not there. <laughs> um, but nobody could find him. The cops couldn't find him. Kelsey couldn't find him. And he just disappeared. And so um, I don't know how I found out later on. It's a small town, so probably through gossip, I'm sure. Um, But I had found out that, yes, it indeed was Charlie. And Charlie had hitched a ride with a farmer on his tractor because we're in Indiana and it was during harvest season. So um, he must have found a farmer in the field and hitched a ride home. So at least he made it home safe. Um, Shouts out, farmer. Yeah, shout out the farmers, um, always taking care of the community, feeding us, and also getting our drunk ass home. Um, <laughs> so, 
Um, anyways, I, it's just one of those funny things because there's several stories like this that we don't necessarily, um, share that people don't know that we deal with and that we have behind the scenes. And that's part of this podcast is really being transparent and honest with you and sharing the funny things as well as the serious things. Yeah. So, um, I think that's it. Do you want to sign off? Yeah. All right. Taylor really did not talk much. I really didn't. This take, this take, I was literally just thinking that, look at my sound waves. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was just thinking, I was like, man, I think I said, yeah. And uh uh-huh. A thousand times. Like a thousand times. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. I was like, I was leading the conversation, which I told everybody in the first episode, I have to shut my mouth because if I don't. It's okay. Okay. All right. You still love me? Yeah. Okay. We're signing out. (laughs) So. Signing out with much love.